Wait, what am I doing? Pisha's leaving in two days. I have to spend as much time with him as possible. Oh. Whew. It was a good sleep, wasn't it, Steph? Oh. Hey, Pish. Oh, shit. How you doing? Good. You want to hang out? All right. All right, where's this thing? There it is. Surrey Bob. Hey, Pish, want to hang out? Yeah, let's go. Yes. All right. Whoa. All right. Hey, Pish, want to hang out? Yeah, man. I've... Just let me clean up. You just scared the shit out of me, so I'm done. Yeah. All right, I'll just you wait right here. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to Court Cousins, episode 45. My name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, my co-host, Jason the Peach. It's a bittersweet show, ladies and gentlemen. Reach out and touch me. I want to. I'll never let go. <laughs> the last show in the fan attic. It's definitely bittersweet, as I said, but we'll get into that in the psychological check-in, I'm sure. We'll then go into the social media roundup. We'll play a little fact or fiction, bring that sucker back. We'll go over the Court Cousins Championship with a little playoff talk. And don't go anywhere, you second cousins, you sexy bastards. You better stick around for the large ending. They've come a long way from Scallywag. I yeah. love the change. Yeah, I wanted to upgrade them today. <laughs> We're all about positivity on, on here on this show. But before we get into any of that hijinks and hilarity, do want to shout out the second cousins and the all-stars on the Patreon. On Magic Player History, Bulby the Don, It's Not Okay K, Deseo Kiki, Wiffle, Andy, Dylan, Drum, Wrath, Breadhead, Al, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Bernie Pichet, Gloria, Damien, Connor, and Yachty. Get to the chopper. <laughs> That's a sh yeah. Oh, you shout that. Yeah. You would shout that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a I have a list of things people have shouted. <laughs> Some googling <laughs> has been done. A list has been assembled. Was excited to see that one on there. So it's a good one. It is a good one. It is a good one, as especially because we're going to be going to some transport. Not a chopper quite, but we're going to be moving places. More on the psychological check-in. Before any of that, thank you again for everyone on the Patreon. As you know, Peach is going to be making a move to Dallas. We've got to buy some new equipment, some things that we have here. He's got to get them there. So there are going to be some expenses going in, and we really do appreciate all your help in defraying the cost of continuing to bring mm -hmm. this high-quality Orlando Magic podcast content to you. I mean, I forgot to put this chair in my pod, so now... I need a chair. You need a chair. Otherwise, I'll be standing for show 46. <laughs> nah, I got chairs. So. Well, standing desks are all the new rage. It's good for your back. That's true. Yeah. I could get into that. I care about your health, Pish. Right, before we go to the psycholo oh, psychological checking, yeah. can we do something else fun? Sure. All right. Grab that frame over there. We got a frame. Yeah. you got. We got a, we've been putting together a... Uh, let me move my unsponsored beverage here from the front. We've been putting together a uh, card... Cards signed by Magic Players list. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got your schedule in there signed by Nick Anderson. We've got mm -hmm. some good stuff. We've been kind of been combining. But there's a couple I needed to take out that I really needed in my collection, but I didn't want to leave you barehanded. Uh, what a gentleman and a scholar. I mean, I put that Joe Wolf in there, but let's be honest, he could be on the chopping block. Some of the guys in the bottom there, you got Etwan Moore, you get Andrew Nicholson. You, you, yeah. you, you, you can do better. Yeah, we uh, can. But there's definitely some gems in there. But mm -hmm. I've, got, I've got three 
so uh-huh. that you can choose one to take out and then fill those two empty slots. Okay. And, and I've got I've got one of my favorites, one of your favorites, and one of our favorites. Okay. I'm excited. This is ad lib here. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, you should be. A good surprise. So, so this is a hand-signed Horace Grant. Ooh, wow. From somebody who gets them signed regularly outside Orlando Magic Games. Ooh. Um, pick that up. I think it's a gem. I that love, is a I love gem. that it's an old-school card, um, and I love that it's on card collected the way you that's the way you had to get autographs back then that you know, is they amazing they didn't piece. come on every card uh next next up you're gonna be very excited not even go, not even gonna say the word you know he's gonna say it it's gonna be like the peewee herman secret word of the day you know he's going to say it because here is mr aaron aflalo oh peach knows me i'm an aflalower there it is ah. <laughs> oh, magic screen loves it <laughs> That's amazing. These two are definitely making it in. Who's the last and one? And last, but certainly not least, a man who has interacted with the show. Oh. A man who has Wait. stolen your ideas. And a oh. man who's no longer with the Orlando Magic. Oh. We wish he was. Mr. Devin Kennedy. Yeah, Devin. Oh, he's definitely got to go up there. That's yeah. a nice contender's rookie yeah. ticket. I didn't even know they made that. I was excited to find that it. That is sick. Wow, But there you go. Fill that thing back up. Get wow. it looking good. Thank you so much, Peach. I also have a parting gift for you. Okay. Here you go. What do we got here? It's a picture of me. Oh, look at that. <laughs> wow, look yeah. at that mustache. Yeah, I think it's that, pronounced. you know, you could put that on your bedside table. Okay. That'll just, like, keep you a reminder of me. All right. It's, pr- it's printed out in our shitty printer. I, you know what? I think I might use this when we do the show so that I can, I'll put it like over the camera so that it so you gives can, me the, the base yeah. of looking directly at it. Yeah. Instead of staring off in a weird spot. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. No, that's a guy. Not hand sign. That's a hand sign. <laughs> Maybe I can get a sticker later and put it on there. <laughs> No, that's a gag gift. I'll give you some money. <laughs> you did already. We're, we're, yeah. we're good here. Yeah, true, but I owe you a couch. Yeah, your cats did urinate on my couch. Yeah, my cats did (laughs) urinate on your couch, so that's to be fair. So I got you on some gas money. I got you on a couch, Peach. And let's give away some more stuff. All right. Let's just keep the party rolling. Mm -hmm. We're showing love to each other. Let's show some love. Every month we give away a jersey, and now that we've reached our $200 a month goal, we also give away a prize pack. Today is a jersey show, Peach. And who was the winner, sir? It's Wiffle. Oh, congratulations we to just Wiffle. Got to, we just got to meet him the other day yeah. during one of our Patreon chats, mm-hmm. uh, which is something you can join us on when yep. we uh, have them by joining us on Patreon. So just to join us there. Yep. It's good to meet uh, him and Breadhead and Drum was there. We had people from all of not not one of us from Florida. <laughs> just just all over the place. But it's a good it's a it's a good community that the Orlando Magic fans have throughout the globe. And uh, worldwide, so, so be a part of, of the second cousins and then join us when we do those lives. It's fun. All right, Pish. Now let's get into it. Am I going first or are you going first on the psychological check in? I feel like yours is going to be big time. I mean, everything is bigger in Texas. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm feeling second cousins. You can imagine how I'm feeling. My best buds moving across the country. I'm feeling sad, Peach. I'm feeling sad. I'm excited for you. I know I said I, I was excited for you last time, but I can't lie to you either. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an honest gentleman, and I'm feeling sad. And I couldn't really find – it's tough to find a sad picture of Cole Anthony. It is. He's such a jovial man. Yeah. This is the closest I could get. He's kind of looking forlorn off into yeah. the distance there. And after Those we shorts were, are fire, though. They're nice. 
I mean, I'm going to be stylish while I'm looking sad. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> After this show, I mean, pretty much you're just going to cut tail and you're going to be on your way to Dallas. I mean, yeah, it's going to take a few days, but yeah. that is the uh, that is the point. But for me, the going. heartbreak will be immediate. Right. And so that's why I'm feeling a little well, sad. Well, it's already started, maybe, the heartbreak. Yeah, I have been mourning a little bit. There's almost an echo in the studio today. You guys can't see it because all the stuff that used to be in here yeah. that was fine is gone. I'm going to have to refill it, and I will in your honor. So yes. You're not. I'm talking about like you're you will rebuild dying it. or something. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, we're still doing the show. We're yeah. just doing it in separate <laughs> places. <laughs> How are you doing, Peach, for the last psychological check-in in the fan attic? Well, one of the tricky challenges about doing the psychological check-ins, well, any of these check-ins, is that, you know, sometimes we shoot on a different day and, like, you know, these things, your mood can change from day to day is depending this on what's going on. This is true. Because if I would have been doing this check-in yesterday morning, mm -hmm. I would have probably tried to find a very stressed out Cole Anthony. Ah, because, yeah. uh, you know, when you're trying to pack all of your things into a truck, you're in the back of a pod and your Jeep, that it's, it's, it's just like concerning. You're like, can everything get here on time? I got to move all this stuff out. Don't break anything. Pack it. Is everything secure? And honestly, there's still going to be some of that until my stuff shows up on the other end. There's a lot of mystery. So I, I kind of put Knocking this to, I kind of put this thing together here of, uh, you know, Texas down the road. Yeah. Uh, Cole is driving. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what I'm going to be doing for the next three days. Got it. Uh, about 24, 25 hours of driving in there Woo! and a car that's not fantastic on gas. So <laughs> oh. could be a lot of stops. But I put a little picture of you in there. You're rooting me on. Yep. Um, and stylish, by the way, with the, the with, solar bears. With the solar bear shirt. Tie-dye there, so, yep. Yeah. So um, yes. it, it, it's definitely uh, one of those things where... It's happened with a lot of people where, you know, they wish me well, but I understand that there's going to be that that sad coal on the other side. And and there's some sad coal for me as well. This mm -hmm. was uh, one of those decisions where it was like, you know, really hard to make. And if you look at it from a from a working standpoint, it shouldn't have been hard to make. Nah. But because of leaving, yeah. you know, you guys and your mom and dad just down the street, mm -hmm. I hadn't lived around family for a while. Quite some time, uh, yeah. And it was really nice to to have that, and uh, I will miss that. Yeah. But um, it's yeah. just the kind of thing where I just had to decide, you know, I don't think I'm going to get a better opportunity than this. So let's give it a shot and, and yeah. see how it goes. And that that's kind of who I am. And mm -hmm. for sometimes in my life, I get away from being who I am. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, I got to kind of go talk to some people and, and kind of hit my reset button and realize, who am I? And I'm not the kind of guy that would have passed on an opportunity like this. So I'm just kind of doing me. Growth is always uncomfortable, but you, I admire you, Peach, because you are never shy of leaning into the unknown and the adventure, which a lot of people tend to shy away from. So, and rightfully so. Salute to I you, would sir. I recommend if anyone's going to do this, and I do recommend doing it. Yeah. But get someone to go with you. <laughs> it would probably make it a little easier. Or if you know the area or you have some people there already, this is kind of a real blind move for me. Like, yeah, I, I know, some, I know a lot of people though. in Austin, but yeah. that's three hours away from Dallas. That ain't so. close. That's like me knowing people in Vermont. <laughs> exactly. I pretty much know the one guy that I've been interviewing with and yeah. a couple other dudes I talked to briefly. So, yeah, fingers crossed. If you know anyone in <laughs> Dallas or uh, you got gas money, here's Peach's Venmo. No, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Cash app. Venmo. Pieces anti-Venmo. That's we a whole beef. other story. Yeah. You can come on one of the Patreon check-ins and ask about it if you want. All right. Now is that time when we scour the interwebs for all of your insightful tweets, twats, and posts about our beloved Orlando magic. Yeah, we didn't do as good a job probably as usual. 
probably because there's a little less magic news mm-hmm. and shit. I've been busy. Yeah, so. <laughs> we've been busy. This will be a little bit of a shorter episode just for our mental uh, health here. A lot of the stuff I'm seeing in the in the magic community is, what if this guy did this and people yeah. superimposing the magic jersey on players who are probably not going to end up here? And like, it's the what, what if, if time. we got number yeah. one? What if we got this? And it's yeah. like, uh, just can we please get the numbers so that we yeah. can at least have an idea of who we're going to be drafting and put the Wembenyama, Wembustyama stuff to bed and all that stuff. Ooh, wow, the the shots already coming out. Well, I did see one last night that I didn't pull for this, but I won't mention it. Where like a lot of people are talking about how dumb it would be if we got the number one pick. Big mm-hmm. if, by the way. But, like, if we got the yeah, number 9%. one pick, I like the idea of treating it, trading it away. Wow. Trade it away. Somebody else will give you the house. Yeah. You'll be able to get whatever star player that team currently has and mm-hmm. probably three or four dra- number one draft picks for the rest of yeah, time. The, the <laughs> and here's, here's a guy who probably years. is not going to pan out. Honestly, wow. if you take a look at what they did and him moving off a good team to move to a bad team so that he could swell his stats, I'm not saying he doesn't have some of the talent and skill. It'll be what he does with it at the next level. By the way, also a really weird guy. I've watched, yeah, watched I some mean, of like who he is. He and seems like a really like cultured yeah, he teenager. He seems like and a 40-year-old well, man. And he comes from a wealthy background. Like right. I kind of wonder how driven he's going to be when this league gets hard and everyone's pushing him and elbowing him. And yeah. he's taking, you know, people are stepping on his feet and shit. He's definitely he's, been living in a he's bubble. He's working pretty hard right now, but like I wonder how much he's going to take long term. Is he going to be in the league five years from now? Like, well, you know, probably because he's young. Let's but, go right into life as a Magic fan right. who tweets, hot take, but but easily achievable to anyone who watched. Paulo Bancaro's rookie year will be better than Wemby's. It won't even be close, and the media will stalk, still talk about him like he's the best rookie ever. The hype has been a little out of hand for a guy that hasn't played mm-hmm. a game of NBA basketball yet. It's It reminds me of LeBron James. I mean, that's the only really comparable thing that I can recall there have been others. Like Sebastian Telfair. Yeah, well, that's a good one to bring up, though, yeah. because, I mean, Telfair had a decent NBA career, but he wasn't going to be that game. And I, I think Wembenyana can play in the NBA and maybe have a decent little career, but is he going to be a game-changing Jordan or LeBron-type player? I don't yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, and, I mean, to, uh, what is it, Tragic Magic fans, or Life as a Magic fan, sorry, uh, post 20 points, 7 boards, 3.7 assists for Paulo Bancaro. Like, that is nothing to sniff at, and it still feels like he did it a little bit under the radar with a little bit of disrespect. I mean, with the whole Jalen Williams talk at the end of the year, I know he ended up pretty much closely unanimously winning the Rookie of the Year award, but even to have that talk by as many media outlets as gave it the the narrative time on their wavelengths, it's like, damn, that's whack. Meanwhile, everyone has already christened Wembenyama as like the next great thing. And to your point, you know, who who exactly is this kid? He's coming from France. He's playing in now what, like the fourth best international league. Mm -hmm. He left what was the best team where he had to compete and play with consummate pros to go to one of the crappiest teams in the division where he could just be the focal point and build up his stats so that he would look like the guy he looks like right now. But you know, he dealt, he's dealt with some injuries, nothing crazy, nothing super foot related, which is always the worry with he has such a routine for stretching his feet before game. I don't know if you've seen that video, but no, I haven't. He's at least diligent about 
well, okay, that's good. Th- these could be issues, so I'm working on making sure they're not an issue. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if injury is going to be his in- issue more than just desire. Is the desire going to be there? Like mm-hmm. this, fe- he feels like the kind of guy that's like a house of cards almost. Like yeah. they've been building him up, but if you start to look through, you start to see all these like what ifs, where it's like. I didn't see those same what ifs from like some of the other like when I watched a high school game with LeBron when they put it on TV I yeah. was like oh this kid does not look like a high school kid no. he looks like an NBA player yeah. and when I watch him I'm like I mean I'd like to see you go against other NBA players and I thought that with LeBron a little bit too but yeah. I just I'm not buying it I think like, he's, <laughs> I think he's going to I think he's still going to be great but I mean, you have to draft him with number one because right. the media has dictated it. The pressure of it all. But I think Scoot and, and Brandon Miller are going to be better prospects. Well, that's the whole thing with and, Zion Williamson and, and John Morant. The pressure was on the Pelicans yeah. when they jumped. Right. They, they had, had to, to they take had to. Zion Williamson mm-hmm. or there would have been an avalanche of negative t- negativity from their fans, right. Right. from media. Now, what? looking four years in... I think most people would probably rather have John Morant than Zion Williamson because Zion has he even played a total of one season of games and he just, just got barely, yeah. just got paid again with a max contract again right. on hopes and prayers on, on a rainbow of wishes like wh- what exactly is going to happen there and I, I mean knock on wood I hope the kid has a good career but I, I'm done until Tuesday May sixteenth right. with any talk about potential. When ben, when ben Yama. If we get number one, I'm just saying, trade it. Otherwise, I'm not that interested in it. <laughs> I don't know if I can go there. But our our number one pick that we had this year, Paulo Bancaro, was at Formula One Miami. One of Formula the, uh? Formula uh, one of the three Grand Prix in the United States now, one of which is in Austin, which we've talked about me maybe going down for. Uh, and this was just a hilarious interaction between – our rookie Martin Brundle and Martin Brundle, which is the he's he goes down on the paddock and interviews. There's just celebrities walking around while the guys are getting ready and getting into their cars. It's a pretty crazy spectacle. Yeah, the pits is what it would normally be called, but yeah. for some reason F1 thinks they're elitist and has yeah. to call it the paddock. <laughs> down on the paddock. Last year, ba- Paulo Bencaro, Martin Brundle goes up to Paulo Bencaro, mistakes him for Patrick Mahomes starts interviewing him like he's Patrick Mahomes, kind of realizes after his first question that it's not. Pa- um, Paulo's really cool about it, plays it off, and Martin Brundle continues on his way. This year, he knew Paulo's name. <laughs> but and, mostly because that went viral. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so I think that might be why he, he knew. It's yeah, like, I mean, this, he's the rookie of the year. He's a rising star yeah. in American culture now, and F1 is coming into American culture. So I think Martin Brundle may be a little privy. Yeah. That's a British – can I use a British term? And, privy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's hip to it. Yes, he knows what's going on. <laughs> and I just – every time I hear Paulo – interviewed i just love this kid more and more yeah, he's got a good demeanor you know, about it was so funny about it he said you know it's an honor that you now know my name and you're a, a consummate pro at what you do i mean he could have could have buried the guy could have made a joke about him but he he w- had a good time with it and i just love the humility of paulo it's another display of how he is a superstar he's down on the paddock he's hanging out in the mercedes garage boys with lewis hamilton but Still has this air of guy you'd like to hang out with. Lou Hamilton was at the Warriors Lakers. He was hanging out with Leo DiCaprio. I gotta say, I, I know you love it, but I really don't love that F1's on some sort of rise. I just don't. It is. I don't get it. 
I don't get it. I've watched several motorsports. I'm, you know, a fringe motorsports fan. Yeah. I cannot get into this one. It's just not fun to watch. I respect the cars and the speed and the talent it yeah. takes to drive them, but it's just not entertaining to watch. There's no crashes. There's no, there's no fun. There's not enough passing for me. I, I just, the cars don't look sexy enough. I like more of a NASCAR. I like to, you know, get some bric-a-brac on the side of the car. Uh, you know, that's just that's a little more where I'm at. <laughs> I think you'll be right at home in Texas then. <laughs> well, some can do both. <laughs> What's next, Peach? Next is uh, this picture here uh, of Shaquille O'Neal, Paula Bancaro, and Mike Miller. Mm -hmm. uh, Adam Papa Giorgio posted that it looks like the three rookies of the year in franchise history got together tonight. Notably absent is Dwight Howard, who did not win it, losing to oh, Emeka yes. Okafor. Yes. And getting back to what we were talking about earlier, sometimes the guy who ends up being better long-term doesn't win that rookie of the year. But Paulo ain't that guy. No. Paulo's a guy that's going to win it and, like, still be a notable guy to the point where, like, when go people go, oh, who, uh, who was number one in that 2002 draft? Oh, that was Paulo. Paulo, yeah, that's right, Paulo. Like, it'll just be like cool, right? Like, you're yeah, not of course, like, it made sense. It or wonder, yeah. like, why oh, did you say that, 2002? Was Anthony? Uh, I meant to say 2022, but okay. Uh, Anthony, who is that? Is that Anthony Bennett? Who the hell is Anthony Bennett? Oh, you have man. to start Googling. <laughs> like, it's nice to know who it is, yeah, and know that they're a household name and, and that, that you want them on your team. And yeah, I remember that draft panicking that we were going to take a Mac hook for. And knowing that he was peaking right now, he had the Yukon Championship. Yeah, well, we love—I love that here. And he was good, but yeah, this was a small time, and he was not going to grow. So, you want to make sure that when you're making those big picks, that you can't see into that future. Right now, I don't see it for Wemby, but a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. So they must be using that mindset of, okay, he may not be rookie of the year in the first year, but in the long run, this will be the move. Yeah, I wholeheartedly expect Paulo Bancaro to shoot better from beyond the arc next year, to get to the line even more, to increase his scoring maybe five to seven points next year, looking at 25 to 27, more efficiently, hitting some more threes. And I almost thought you were talking about a guy who wasn't drafted number one. But when people look back, They'll say he should have gone number one. What were people thinking? How could they not have drafted Franz Wagner? Mm. And I see you have this post here from Weltgod retweeting something from uh, Mev. 99% of men ain't shit. Uh, okay. Uh, but here is the 1%. Mr. Franz Wagner. Also the 1% right here up in the attic. So, <laughs> ladies, hey, he's I'm moving to Dallas. I'm taken. But I know all the women listening to this show, all two of you. Here he is, Peach. What are the odds two one percenters would be on the same show and in the same family? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> well, everyone that every every second cousin is in the one percent. I mean, because okay. it seems crazy, but there are what eight billion people, four billion men. So there's a lot of you know one percent. That's, that's the percentage of our viewers. Yeah, four million. There's humans. plenty. You're right. We only have twelve hundred <laughs> viewers. You round up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone watching right now, just know you're a hell of a man. Or a woman. Well, I just said there's only two of them, Peach. Yeah. Well, still <laughs> giving them their props. No, but uh, well, God, giving some props here to Franz Wagner, a.k.a. him. I think there's a maybe something about him later in the show. I heard a book has been written. We'll yeah. We'll talk about it. I mean. After Factor Fiction. 
this is this is why we feel good. We're watching uh, the Celtics go pretty deep in the playoffs, and I know you hate the analogy, but they got a couple guys. Jalen Brown is establishing himself as maybe the best player on the Celtics, and with as much fanfare as Paulo gets, definitely deservedly so. Let's not forget about Franz Wagner, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. who is, I mean, after watching R.J. Barrett, who has paid out the wazoo, he makes guys like that look like they should be earning chump change. It is nice to not feel like, and this has happened in the past, that you only have one star, right? Right. Like the the T-Mac era mm-hmm. was mostly like, oh, okay, God, if I need to go buy a jersey, bad. it's going to be a one, and yeah. it's going to be a T-Mac, because they don't make the other ones. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice now to know that, like, Franz is very capable. Paulo is mm-hmm. capable. Like, you know, we like to mix in the Cole, the Suggs. I mean, yeah. this is... This is becoming like a deep team for me, and we can talk yeah. about the playoffs more later. But <laughs> when I see going on in the playoffs now, I'm just like, we, we could be, that's, ah, nah, we're, we could be right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're not talking any draft this year, but you you just mentioned the the depth. We'll talk more draft, I'm sure, next show once we mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. Our, where we are in the lottery. But oh, we're gonna draft yeah, it up. The the depth is crazy, and if we do end up taking two more top. 12 top 13 guys this team is just loaded with talent and the thing the other side of that coin is playing time now becomes a real competition right and i think that's when teams take the next level from where we were in the past couple years like yeah we'll take on your reclamation project he can get some time on, on the floor and we'll see what he is there's no more of that anymore. Mm-hmm. These minutes are scarce and in high demand, and guys have to be competing day in and day out to earn those minutes from Coach Mosley. And that that competition, that desire, that push, that is a recipe for winning. And I think that's why myself and probably many of you out there are just are already chomping at the bit for next season. Mm. All right, I'll leave it at that. Let's go on to the next thing where we're talking about next season. Yeah. A post from Mofungazo. All right. And he's saying 45 wins next season, 23-24. And we've, we've talked about a lot about win total on this, uh, on this show over our first two seasons. Yeah. Successful with an over bet this year. Mm-hmm. 45 seemed too high to you? What do you think? Uh, if that was like the over-under for next year, um, let's see. What did we get to this? I don't 30? think they. I don't think they would set that at that. No, I don't think so but either. Uh, we got to thinks. thirty-four this year. Um, our win percentage was forty-one. I want to do a little bit of maths right here, right now. So why don't you take Uh-oh. this one while I? He's doing some math. Get out All the right. pencil and paper. Just, just using my pink wrinkly brain, I'm just gonna say <laughs> real quick: forty-five wins seems high. I don't think I think they would set the line at probably thirty eight. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and maybe get some people that are gonna bet the over on that one. Obviously Mofangazo believes in the forty five. I think forty five is possible. Um, but you know me, I'm not a big better, but I, I did spread my betting wings here a little bit in you Connecticut did. since I've been here. I've been getting into it a little bit. And actually we we have an idea for the future of the show. Mm-hmm. It's gonna involve us setting lines for you. But you'll have to be a Patreon to join. So think about it now. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't. At 45, if I had to put money on it, I wouldn't. But mm. it's definitely possible. I feel like we have the kind of team for it. And honestly, at this point, right today, the East is weak. 
Yeah. It's weak as poop. Yeah. Well, um, I wasn't able to do all the maths, but I wanted. But to your point, looking at the East. Hey, I, have, I riffed for a while. No, you did. You did. I just wasn't able to bring up yeah. what I Calculators thought I was going to be able to do thing. as okay. quickly as possible. I approached something in the wrong way. And, you know, it just it just so happens. But to your point about the East, the, the, East, the East being wide open, I mean, there are some teams in there that you know are going to be there. Bucks, Celtics, 76ers, Cavs. But we can beat the Knicks. Mm-hmm. The Nets were in sixth place. They just blew up their whole team last year. Mm-hmm. Love Mikhail Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, solid player, but they are not a sixth place team anymore. They had 45 wins. Some of those are going to be up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably 15 of those wins are going to be up for grabs. The Hawks, who the hell knows? They got the mad scientist, evil guy as the coach now. Heat, we can beat the Raptors. We can beat the Bulls. We can beat the Pacers. We can beat the Wizards. I mean, we can beat any team on any given night. And Except for the Bucks' second string. <laughs> but if we avoid them that is very true yeah. that is if we very let Jimmy true. Butler take them out first then we won't have to worry about it I mean I'm trying to think so we went what 20 or 5 and 20 in our first like 25 games about mm-hmm. so that means in our last set of games we went roughly 29 and 28 so 500 mm-hmm. so if we play that percentage out yeah, I guess 45 is slightly aggressive. That's a little bit above our win, that win percentage of just about 500. But as we've already been talking about, you're hoping from leaps from Paulo. You're hoping from leaps right. from uh, Franz, a guy that we're about to talk about in just a minute. Jalen Suggs finally looked like he had hit his groove at the end of last season and is probably going to be catapulting into that starting two-guard position. Cole Anthony now looks comfortable leading that second unit, and some nights when he's torching, when he's hot, he'll be on the floor at the end of the game just shooting threes and, and scoring buckets. So the team is extremely solid. Wendell Carter, of course, holding it down. And the leader, I don't want to hear anyone else throwing any shade at Markel Fultz. There was someone in the comments, I probably should have put this in our social media roundup, as a matter of fact, let me do it right now, Peach. Let me do it right Who now. Who does bring this shade? Oh to this my gosh, kingdom. dude! You are gonna be this kingdom on the rise. You are gonna How be infuriated by this, Peach. It's someone named Gina. Yeah. All right, and Gina says, "Point guards better than Markel Fultz," and she has 16 people listed: Curry, Lillard, Morant, Fox, SGA. Trey Young, Kyrie Irving, Brunson, Holiday. SGA is not a point guard. There's a whole bunch of players here that aren't point guards necessarily. Yeah. I mean, these are kind of like ball-dominant guys. LaMelo Ball's in here. DeJounte Murray's in here. Tyrese Maxey, Jamal Murray, Chris Paul. Come on, Chris Paul? Probably better. Jordan Clarkson, D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell? Really? Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, do you consider them point you're, guards? You're honoring her by sharing this trash message. She says, is, as Magic fans, we really have to raise our expectations. Well, we do. You know what? I will take that little part of the sentence and run okay. with it because you're right. Magic fans do need to up their expectations. For a long time, we've just been toiling in the mid card, mm-hmm. being cool with making the playoffs, and hopefully, like, oh, maybe we could win a first-round series. We do need to up our our want for that, and sometimes your love for the player gets in the way of that. Agreed. But Markel actually is a talented player. 
if he wasn't, I would tell you. I've been doing yeah. that on the history of this show, right? I don't usually make it a secret if I'm not a fan of somebody, and I don't think they're the guy. I think we can win with Markel Fultz there. And I, and I mean, at this point, yeah, I also want to see us win with Markel Fultz there. Yeah. This is the season where that has to take place. If he plays a full season and this team underperforms, there's a decent chance it may fall on him. Right. But, boy, I, don't, I wouldn't bet on that. <laughs> he is the leader of this team, and, and Gina and all the haters out there aren't adding that into the sauce when they're considering Markel Fultz's leadership capabilities. And, and also, he's top 5% in assist percentage. What do you want out of a point guard? That's ahead of guys like Jalen Brunson, De'Aaron Fox, and Kyrie Irvin, all people who yeah. you know Gina listed there. I think it's pronounced Gina. Gina. Yeah, probably Gina. You're absolutely right. I mean, his effective field goal percentage just keeps improving. He is the key to making this team move. I just the other thing about that list that you presented, Gina, is all those guys are making like double what Markel Fultz is making. And I know, you know, when we're comparing players and talent and and how good they are, that doesn't necessarily come into the the mass of it all. But for us trying to construct a championship team, it's great if we can have a guy that we can consider a top point guard who isn't making like over $30 million a year. You know what I mean? Right. He's up for a new contract after next year. Hopefully he's in that like 20 to 25 area. And that is still significantly lower than all the other guys on that list, which allows us to construct a more, a, a deeper and fuller squad around the talent we have. Agreed. To play devil's advocate, I will say that like you don't want to just get complacent with the fact that, well, our point guard, we got a good salary, but okay, are they in the top 10 of the NBA? No. You yeah. know what I mean? Like At some yeah. point, you do want those guys to be in the top 10 For of the sure. NBA, and if he can't be that person, then maybe somebody else comes in. But that's, we'll see. that's not now. That's yeah. maybe at the end of the year. Like, yeah. let's, let's give this a full run. Let's see, what, see what's happening. Back to Mofongazo's point, 45 wins. It's doable. I don't think that is a crazy take at all. I think I'll be putting money on that. You will. I'll, okay. I'll be putting money on what I'm going to be doing, and I encourage you all to do it out there if you're not going to be moving to Texas like Peach where they can't gamble or you're in Florida. Oh. Um, unfortunately, sorry. I'm going to be putting money on most likely the over of the Orlando Magic, which is probably going to be in the high 30s. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to do what I do is the louder props. Right. Take half of those winnings and put it on, you know, if it's 38 wins, I'll put it on 40 wins, and then I'll take yeah. half of those winnings and put it on 45. So I'll probably get up to betting on what Mo Fungazo was talking about and feel okay. pretty confident I about feel, it. I feel confident with 40, but yeah. that's, that's me being a fan. And yeah. having like like I feel good about forty, like yeah, let's go. The numbers forty five say that. that extra five. Right. Yeah. Five hundred is where we played. Yeah. Can we step it up? Hopefully. In the east that as you yeah. said is weak and should be you know, able to. I, I would like to think, but we would hope know, so. I'm a little tighter with my money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta be big move right now. Them pods ain't cheap. No. All right. Let's go into this one, Peach. You gotta explain this. This is another guy that's gonna be a key component. Well, it's not really about we it's take. not really about this guy. It's not about Suggs. Uh, it, just he just happens to be in oh, the video. Okay. This is a video. I took a still. Okay. Uh, the Magic love to do these and a lot of uh, social media teams um, Is this on the Instagram? Are fantastic. Uh, I think it was everywhere. Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. Okay. Um, and they were basically at, set up a camera, ask him a question. You've seen all these teams. They're doing it all across yeah. every league. And uh, this one was a question I, I didn't even know was a question. And they were basically asking you whether you go sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe. Oh. And 
It was yeah. The face you're making is appropriate. I didn't know and that it's there were Moritz other Wagner options. approved. If you watch the video, you can see Moritz Wagner basically call anyone who does sock shoe sock shoe yeah. an insane person. Yes, which is true. Like this yeah. seems like one of those things where you're like. What? Yeah. People do that? Yeah. I don't want to associate with those people. It feels weird to me. But I'm a guy who lives in socks most of the time. Yes. So, like, obviously, I'm already in my socks. Yeah, so I don't have not that even option. an option for it. But you. if I'm barefooted, there's no way I would ever do sock shoe, sock shoe. And I say to Guy, don't do it. Otherwise, Morris Wagner is coming. Did anyone, el- did anyone actually say no that? No one said that. Okay. No one said that. Okay. And it, I, I don't believe anyone said it. And if they did, they maybe have just done it for a joke just to, to bug Moritz because he's very passionate about it. We may have had to change our 45 win prediction if anyone from the team revealed that that's how they put on their shoes. Safe. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good, <laughs> Mo Fengazo. We're good, Second Cousins. All right. So thank you, everyone, for your posts. Hit us up on the socials at court underscore cousins on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Just like Mofongazo did, make our job easier. If you see something that's hilarious or interesting, uh, let us know and uh, maybe it'll end up on the show. This is one we haven't done in a while, Pish. Fact or fiction. It is how it sounds. We're going to present a statement and then each of us will have to say if that statement is fact or if it is fabricated, if it is fiction. And then every once in a while I say true or false because I forget the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this one was actually brought up by, I believe, Drum in our most recent Mm -hmm. uh, Patreon video meetup. And this one is to you, Pish. The Magic were better off not making the plan slash playoffs. I've disagreed with this most of the time. I do disagree with it still. I think it would have been cool to see us in the play-in. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if we needed to make the actual playoffs, but it would have been nice to be in the play and just to have those guys reach that goal that they were working hard to get to at the end of the season. Yeah. On the face of this, I'm going to agree with you. Peach. I would take, fa- uh, fat, no fiction. I would take fiction. They were better off not making the play in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fiction. I would have preferred that we did make the play in. You're seeing right now, if you're watching the playoffs, the intensity is ratcheted up. You can, it's just you see teams that you don't think should be there, like the Miami Heat, that have a bunch of guys who've already been to the finals, right. and they kind of know how to operate in these intense moments. And any time that we can build that experience into our core, the better. So the more that we could get that, and if we could have gotten some of that this year, I mm-hmm. think I would have taken that over you know whatever 3 or 4% we would have moved in our odds for the draft or lottery or whatever have you. To play a little devil's advocate, if I might, though, Pish, and what Drum was kind of talking about, the the danger can be what I'm going to be calling the Charlotte Hornets effect. Okay, they got into the play-in a couple years. They didn't this year, but the two previous years they got in, and they got walloped, walloped both years. And now you have a team that just seems to be rudderless without confidence Lamelo ball wants out potentially it just is not a good situation so i guess the devil's advocate there is it could be dangerous if it doesn't go the way you want it to go yeah and i mean also on that point is okay they're still hungry to make it there so that they'll have an added push next year perhaps but right ultimately i i would have liked to seen it for for this group but I think most of this group's coming back, so they'll just get it this year. They will. They will. 
All right. The next one is uh, the magic need to make a move in free agency. Fact or fiction? What's fiction. Fiction, fiction, fiction. A hundred percent fiction. We just talked about in the social media roundup that after that five and 20 start, we were about a game above 500. I did eliminate those last three games, which we were clearly tanking from. But with those out of the mix, we were 29 and 28, I believe. That is a 500 team. That would have put us in that five, six range this year in the Eastern Conference playoff standings, that would have been, wouldn't even have to have messed around with the plan. So when you're already a playoff team and such a young team who hasn't even gotten there before, I think it's a little uh, too early to say that we need to make a move in free agency. Now, if something pops up or you get a call and you think you can get a distressed asset, a team is trying to make a move and maybe blow it up and you can get something at a, at a song, mm-hmm. hey, let's explore that. Don't We don't want to close any doors. But right now, I'm expecting the jump to come internally. As Weltman said in some of his exit interviews, he's expecting... Jalen Suggs to become a better shooter. Paulo Bencaro, Franz Wagner, all these guys are all going to become better shooters, which is what you know a lot of the community wants us to get, also a backup big. But I think that just with internal growth, we're going to be fine next year. And I think also I want to see Jalen Suggs with a year. We drafted him number five overall. That is a cornerstone type of player when you take a guy five overall. Because of injury, he hasn't really had a chance, but we started to see the flashes and the potential really start to coalesce with some more consistency towards the end of the year. It is crucial that he have ample playing time, and if you start bringing in shooting guards now to try to address our quote-unquote need at shooting, you push a guy like him out. You push a guy like Cole Anthony out. Why can't Cole Anthony make a fourth, fifth-year jump? Like It's not uncommon for guys to all of a sudden come onto the scene in their fourth year. Right, yeah. That it's it, So w- it would be a little bit too early, I think, to feel like we need to make a move. What say you, Peach? I say fiction as well. I'm not going to – I agree with most of the points that you just said. I do feel like something's going to come down the pipe, though. Yeah. I, and I feel like the front office fellas are going to realize that I think people are really high on our young core, and I think people are interested in some of our pieces. Sure. If the right thing comes across the desk, they might pull the trigger. Uh, I, I, if I had to bet on whether I think we're going to make a move, I would bet on it. I don't think we need to, though. But I, I think something that's going to come up that they that they like. It's not one of those social media trades where uh, like Warriors fans are trying to trade us Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga for like Markel Fultz and... Jonathan Isaac or something. Yeah, you know I'm not into all those, <laughs> those hypotheticals, but I, I, there is a I lot mean, of possibilities that would be tempting. And you, yeah, I, I mean, I see a litany of that. It's almost like Twitter is disregarding things I like to see, and it only shows me <laughs> these potential trade post things. And I look at them, and sometimes I go, oh, I guess the money would work out on that one. And I look at it, and I'm just like, mm. that's and all that look, would but, work out. But you think to yourself, okay, if this got offered to them, would they pull the trigger? And, you know, mm. sometimes with the ones I've seen, you're like, they might. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think we stand pat. I think we stand pat. I think we take both of the uh, both of the picks. All right. We'll see. Peace, you made both of these, so why don't you throw the All next right. one, throw those out? So, uh, I'm saying, and this kind of goes along with the free agency chat, perhaps, but there isn't one player that used to be on the Magic 
like in the recent like four or five years. Okay. That you need to have back on this roster at the expense of not having the current unit. So some of the trades we've made, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Is there like one that you'd want to take back to not have the pieces we got for that trade? I forget how Aaron Aflalo left. <laughs> I got to go back and look that up. Was he traded? Because if so, I want that piece back. <laughs> no, I mean, I this. There isn't one player. Yeah, there isn't one player. That's well, fact. I, I know you're a big Aaron Gordon fan. I don't feel like yeah, that Nuggets I'm trade. I'm a big Evan Fournier fan. Allez les bleus, as he I just know, but took I, pine. You could make the case that, like, okay, Aaron Gordon's played well in Denver. People are all over him. And it's like, okay, this guy's still douche. Yeah. And, but, like, I could see you making an argument for, yeah, I wouldn't mind having him back for RJ Hampton and Gary Harris. That hasn't been. Right. An amazing switch for us. But, yeah. You know, I was just curious if there was somebody. Nah. Obviously, I know you love Vooch, but you're not going to trade Vooch for Wendell Carter and Franz Wagner. So, I mean, we, I cut, if there was we cut Devin Kennedy. Yeah. And I think I would have liked to have him back at the edge of the bench for that leadership, for that shooting, for that tenacity, the way that he played. You I don't know, disagree. Yeah. Who, who would be gone for that? If, uh, you know. Lakeland was so shook by this, they had to move to Kissimmee. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. I can't imagine, Peach, that you have any player that you would want back on this unit. Not from recent history. And it doesn't mean yeah. that it's not some of those players that, like, I don't think – I think they could fit in as, like, a bench player or have been a part, but – I, part of the reason it's been easy for me in the history of our show in the mm-hmm. you know two years we've been doing it is I really like the direction of where we're going. It's easy for me to get on board with it. We're not making the stupid moves of re-signing Aaron Gordon for a ton of money when someone else was going to take him. Or, hey, let's bring in Glenn Big Baby Davis. we got to have him. Or, hey, what's that tall dude from Oklahoma City? Let's get him in here. He's going to change the franchise. Like We're not making dumb moves anymore. And I'm loving that. Yeah. And you'd think, even though most franchises, even if they're on a good path, there's usually always one that they go back and go, ooh, we should have had that one back. Yeah. But this little stretch, I'm going aces on this. I think it's pretty solid. I am too, but I, I know someone who's not, and it's Gina. I'm sure she would like the uh, Jonathan Simmons and second-round pick that became Tyrese Maxey back for Markel Fultz. Okay, well, I'll tell you this right now. There's a lot of chat about Tyrese Maxey coming to the Magic in the offseason <laughs> yeah, if they don't is. extend him. That was some of the tweets I saw. I was just like, what? Where's this coming from? <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, he's a good player. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, good luck with that. All right, last one. Another slam and this dunk. actually is the last one. Okay. Um, not pulling the Kyle famous one where I tell you that on the penultimate one. Uh the Magic need mm-hmm. to make the playoffs next year. We've talked about this mm-hmm. a little already, yeah. but I didn't realize we would do that before we got to this point. But so maybe we'll cut it. <laughs> maybe we'll cut it, but honestly, you can be short, but they need to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, this is an easy slam dunk. By playoffs, I mean you're playing in a seven-game series, not you're playing one of these one-off games, <laughs> oh, Okay, which so, I still think are bullshit. So within this, within this, there's a possibility that we play a couple playing games but don't get to the playoffs that doesn't count to me that doesn't count to you i need so, you to be six or higher or in the play-in but you, you need win to, you need to make into the top eight yep, you need top to, eight the, the eight and then be in a series in a series hmm then that makes this a little bit more interesting because of the word need would it be i mean I of course it. i want and I think, as we've previously stated, that experience getting baked into this roster would love to be in a series because that's when, especially even more so for our coaching staff than our players, 
you know, we've talked a lot about the players in respect to the need to make the playoffs, mm -hmm. but really this coaching staff probably has more to learn. You know, Jamal Mosley is extremely experienced. A lot of people like to throw that out when they talk about him as a coach and talk about his X's and O's. This dude has been an assistant coach all over. I mean, for years and years, not all over in a few places, but he has seen winning. He's been in playoff series. He knows what it means, but he's never been at the helm. And I love Coach Mosley. So I, for, for this team, will say this is a fact, not for the players, although that's important, but for Coach Mosley mm -hmm. to get a series of being a head coach right. under his belt where you're having to make those changes as you're coming up against your opponent night after night and seeing how he would go and how he would fare in that. That's a good point that you make, bringing <coughs> Coach Thank Mosley you. into Thank it. You. I think usually by the third season of a coach, you need to know that this direction is going in the right direction. And I, so for the, my answer for this one is simply fact. I think barring some major yeah. things you don't yeah. like to talk about. We're not going to talk about there it. There shouldn't be any reason that this team doesn't make the playoffs. Like if we're not in one of those series, something went wrong along the way. And that's when some of these players that we love and are hype about right now may find themselves heading out of town or finding a reduced role, or we need to find somebody to replace a B or C whoever it is. This iteration of the team, I feel like it does need to make it from the coaching staff all the way down yeah. because otherwise they'll have to shake something up. Right. And the coaching staff, like as you mentioned, that's why I love that you brought that up. That they would be one of the chopping blocks. Probably you're not first, gonna chop right? you're not gonna get rid of all your young your hot young core. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna give somebody else a shot to run that core. Right. So he might be the one that's most vulnerable in that case. But I think the guys the guys wanna play for they Coach Mosley, and that's so. important. That's mega. Right. If they if they go into the mindset thinking about that, maybe they watch the show and they go, Yeah, they hey, watch the show. That's a decent point. Yeah, we're gonna clear that forty five win hurdle. Let's yeah. this right now <laughs> and win a first round playoff series. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we just uh, talked about a couple genres, Peach, as we were going through fact and fiction. Mm. All right, nonfiction, fact, fiction, make believe. Right. And uh, we've actually uncovered on the internet as I was looking around for like new novels to maybe teach with the students uh, in class, we stumbled across, across some pretty interesting magic-related fiction titles. Okay, this is a good angle on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one, all my kids know about you know how I'm feeling kind of down when we check in. I let them know my cousin's moving. They're, by the way, the kids are devastated that Peach is moving to Dallas. I should have told you that. They are. They can't believe it. No, Peach is going. No. They were infuriated. But I said, don't worry. Peach is going to be recording all of his travels mm -hmm. in his best nonfiction, his bestseller, Tales of Peach, Tales of Texas Peach, Volume 2. Volume 2, yeah. By Jason Pichet and the Zambonis on there, too. I mean, if anybody who read tales of texas peach volume one which by the way is on jasonpichet.com there's a lot of it yeah. that's actually is actually physically written there i will say volume one was a little anticlimactic yeah well it didn't turn out well <laughs> it was a short is a short story <laughs> uh this one hopes to be longer and more fruitful so yeah you know, taking a second shot at it but yeah <laughs> i'm really hoping the protagonist gets over the hump this it'll time. be a good read but honestly if you want to follow me on instagram i'm going to be uh sharing uh videos and, and tales along the way i've got got my mini mics now and i've got a great camera that's that's been approved by it's the show approved, so yeah. <laughs> 
So I hope to uh, get some good footage uh, so that this can also be a... Uh, I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna have to read this now for the audiobook version. Yeah. Well, you could do the audiobook on your way. That's yeah. That'll be great. That'll yeah. give you something to do. <laughs> what were some of the other novels that we uh, came across, Peach, as we were scouring the internet? Well, I found some that are just you know. Yeah. I mean, here's this one by Jeff Weltman, who's uh-huh. written Kingdom on the Rise. Oh yeah. I mean, there's no magic logos on the front here. I don't know how long ago he wrote this, but it seems like he has a plan. Yeah. And uh, you know. A lot of great authors write the book before they actually make the picture or the video, or the mm. movie, right, or the show. You've got to have the vision first. So you got to have the vision first. So it looks yeah. like he's already done this. Wow. And he, by the way, if if the if the new Kingdom jersey looks a little has this kind of vibe to it, I think it it can't be better than the. I, I can't be worse. I'm sorry than the oof. than the fence chain looking thing. If you're gonna go chainmail, you got to actually hit it though. It's you gotta can't look, give that fence. Yeah, it's just. No. That's bad. I, I hope they abandon those. Too. I hope I they abandon those freaking gonna jerseys. Do, We're not going to get into not that. Not going to do it again. But okay. But but, but uh, Jeff has has crowned the kingdom in this novel. Have you read it yet? Have you read the at least the? I'm not a big reader. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I don't think he's voiced the audio book yet. So right. that's the best chance we you have. You got to wait for him it. to narrate it. Yeah. I usually like to wait till other people read books and then they tell me about it and then I'm like, uh-huh. oh cool, and then I'm good. <laughs> Well, the next one, you don't really need to even read this. You can just see it with your own eyes. It's done. This is one of those books that tells you everything you need to by the cover. Right on the cover. And they tell you, they tell you you're not supposed to judge a book that way, but I give you this <laughs> by Moritz Wagner. It's called Him. Ah. Is this an autobiography? I don't think so. No, it's not. Oh, I see 22. Right. Yeah, if it was 21, maybe. Mm. Although it could have covered... Maybe sold someone else's. Yeah, they could have done their. They their both been twenty two at some at, at some point. Twenty one, yeah. twenty one. Oh, they both in twenty one. That's right. Sorry, but, but this is this is clearly. I mean, who better to tell the tales right. of Franz Wagner, right, than a guy that's been there every step of the way? Sure. Plus, he can write it in their native language. Yeah. And, and get it translated to Germany, where I'm sure this will be a bestseller. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if it isn't already, if some of our German court cousins out there, if you could get this and send this over that would be huge uh whatever your barnes and noble equivalent is whenever it comes out in german language we'll take it in german we'll get we'll translate it ourselves i think it's just barnes over there <laughs> i don't think noble's in on it i think he was jewish and he's still hurt but that's fine damn <laughs> hey next up we've got someone uh, else is still hurt <laughs> next up we've got a state that's been hurt uh, <laughs> By Mr. Cole Anthony, who's oh. written this book called Wolf Slayer. Oh, wow, yeah. Just just that wolf just always howling, at, like, upset over the, the things that Cole Anthony's done. Yeah, I think after playing days, he's going to go on and maybe be mayor of a town in Minnesota as much as he's owned right, that. Maybe that right plane. next to one where Jalen Suggs is from. That could be fun. Jalen can help him get in there. You know, Maybe they can do... The, they can each be mayors of the Twin Cities, oh. like one of each. All right. And they can kind of <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the hell I'm going with this. I don't know, but hey. This is but what... the book looks great. <laughs> is this like a, it almost looks like a sci-fi situation. Yeah. Well, kinda, this is what makes fiction fun. Man. Right. Yeah. It kind of like, um, you know, when Cole goes to Minnesota, he kind of turns into a werewolf of sorts. Mm. Like it's a full moon and he just goes werewolf status okay. and just eats Eats, eats, eats every time he goes to Minnesota. If we have a cameo by Michael J. Fox, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Got it. I did get that. 
<laughs> hey, next up, we're done with fiction. Okay. This book is nothing but fact, and it's a children's novel. Oh. <laughs> Written by me. It's called The Biggest Little Douche. And there he is. There he is on the bottom. Kyle I know Lowry. he kind of looks like a cartoon. Oh, he does look like Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did. I mean, I, I yeah, I guess I may have used him a little bit for inspiration oh. because it's the biggest little douche, and it just seems that wasn't on purpose. That just happened. No, naturally, you yeah. were just striving. You were trying to warn children. I had one of those people, and I just described right, and he just drew it. Hey, kids, be careful when you're out in the world. You might run into a big little douche, right. and it might look like you know might yeah. do this. I saw a little douche, and right. this is what he looked like, and I right. described him. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> And it looks like this. Yep, like, yep, yep, yep. And he might like push people and like try to punch people in the nuts or right. like. I do told I like told that. him it could be a Toronto Raptors or Miami Heat jersey. He right. chose to go this route. Yeah. I mean, I, it's his. It's the artist that he can do what he wants. Watch out, kids. Just stay <laughs> safe out there. <laughs> Avoid the biggest little douche. Last up in this book thing is <laughs> this is a collaboration that just needs to happen, my friend. Mm. Needs to happen. Yep. It brings Sesame Street. Right down to Orlando. <laughs> it's cookie of the year. <laughs> dessert, re dessert recipes for your little monster by Paulo Bancaro and oh, Cookie Monster. It's a cookbook. Unbelievable. <laughs> this book is sure to go far as it's sponsored by the letter C, which, as we all know, is for cookie. And that's good enough for me. No notes. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Peach, that was amazing. Peach and I, while we were watching... Uh, the playoffs, Peach was messing around in Canva, some of the, the templates. Yeah. And you stumbled upon the book templates, and we just I, we, started yeah. trying to chug some out. That's really all this. That's what created this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. I can I go am. into it again later. That's that's <laughs> what I'm going to miss most, Peach. We're going to have to do some of this when we're doing live streams right. and things like that. Just have that creativity to have the thought partner for the podcast around all the time. It's been a lot of fun, and, and that's one of the things I'm going to miss. So we got to keep it going somehow. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We did it before, and we would record it. Yeah. But, you know, we would record us watching a game for two and a half, three hours, and then it was like I'd try right. to go back and pull stuff out, but... No. It was a bit much. Now we'll just do it live and we'll do it with other people. It'll be hell yeah, hell yeah. Get their creativity involved too. I mean, wow, it just might even be even better. It might be even better. Hey, usually the more people you have creating ideas, the better the end product will be. All right. So look out for that next season, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be doing a lot more Orlando Magic live streams, hopefully. Okay, now it's time to go into the Court Cousins Championship, which has been pretty much decided your boy, the red lettuce. Yeah, baby. Was it ever really in question with my huge brain, basketball brain, and my superior NBA knowledge to the peach? Yeah, you picked the number one seed. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> they did what they were supposed to do. But yeah, the Nuggets, the Nuggets really impressed. Yeah, they did. Um, the Suns looked better for a hot second when Chris Paul went out. Yeah. And then DeAndre Ayton's lack of play in this series was just disturbing. $35 million. Say it with me, y'all. Just disturbing that this man got paid <laughs> that much money to not do stuff. Give me Wendell Carter. It's so hard to watch him sometimes just standing around watching stuff. And I'm like, bro, you are paid like a top star. Yeah. And your team needs you right now. And he wanted to get paid and was pissed off when the Suns were implying that they didn't really want to give him a max. Sure. Just, I'm worth it. I am worth it. Right. Well, no, you're not, bro. 
you can put together the best regular season in history, but if you come with that attitude and that effort in the playoffs, you will never be my favorite. You will never be the fan favorite, and people will always have questions about you and what you're doing and where you're at. And to be honest, if you want to go back to that that Bucks finals, they lost that because DeAndre Ayton was soft. Yeah. Giannis owned him. Yeah. And I don't think Andre uh, Ayton's been real, really the same since because the cracks are in the foundation now, and we know who he is. He was lucky to get that money from the Suns. That said, I thought Kevin Durant and Booker were going to be enough to get them through in this series because, honestly, if you tell me a team had both those lethal shooters, it's tough, yeah. it's tough not to pick them. They just it didn't have enough time to coalesce, I don't think. Maybe. And I think some of the other parts around them, it was just a mishmash of stuff. Denver's been playing together now for the better part of almost two years. Denver you know? is so really what you're seeing with Denver is you're seeing team. you're seeing a team with a super they're playing super together. They have a super superstar. They have Jamal Murray, who's also a superstar in my book. And then they have a lot of other great pieces doing their role. Yeah. And that's what basketball is really supposed to be about is mm -hmm. a team. And so I am glad to see a team that's not just a conglomeration of stars or led by one star. Oh, wait, Miami's still in it. <laughs> Damn. But to be fair, Bam Adebayo played pretty well he last did. night. He, he needs to play like that. If he plays like that all the time, how the hell would they have been an eight seed? But he kind of yeah. turns on his, oh, I'm DeAndre Ayton today and I'm soft bitch. Yeah. And, or, oh, no, today I'm going to own things and I'm going to rip people's off. And, yeah. and it's like, hey, man, just be this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Miami will, will win everything. And I don't want that, but. We'll talk about what we're going to do with the Court Cousins Championship in just one second, but who do you got now, Peach, winning it? We got Denver is going to the LA. Western Conference Finals with L.A., and at 3.30 p.m. today, it'll be decided whether it's going to be Philly or the Celtics against the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time talking no, about that. No, just real that. quick, who do you got? Uh, man, I, it's or who hard. do you want to see maybe in the well, finals? Well, I'd, I'd rather see Philly. Yeah. And maybe the Nuggets at this point. Yeah. Like you said that the other day, and I thought, right. yeah, that would be kind of fun. Let's get an Embiid-Joker showdown in the finals. Seems fun. All right, let's That's pull what, for that. That's what, the last three MVPs right there, all yeah. represented, going, yeah. going at it? I mean, and I, plus it's teams that that haven't had a championship in a while. That's true. Right? Like, I don't need another Lakers championship. I don't right. want to need to watch the Miami Heat lose Lakers the Lakers Heat, again. that would be no, the, no re, thanks. Re, the bubble again. We've well, already seen that. I think that's what the NBA is pushing for. So if the calls start no, going thanks. wacky. I mean, I, what's I'm a Celtics. That's that's my B team, so I kind of pull for the Celtics. But in this instance, I want to see the Embiid-Joker matchup because that was kind of missed out on a couple times this season, if I recall, and it would be nice to see him in a seven-game series really duke it out. Because I don't think there's any spoken beef there, but they both want to yeah. assert themselves as the number one center. And I think Joker, as cool a customer as he is, Probably is he's got some motivation not winning the MVP, getting outed of the first team all NBA by Embiid. If it's crazy that he as a number one seed, how they've been torching people could have a chip, but he would in this instance. Mm. Could be fun. So the Court Cousins Championship belt, baby. It is going to reside with your boy, the Red Lettuce. And we're gonna completely shift things up because we can't compete for this belt. It's just gonna live here now, Peach. You lost the last one, and now it's just going to live here, you sucker. Because you know damn well. I mean, we, we're appreciative to all of our Patreons, but we're not shipping this thing back and forth that, from Dallas every ship. month. I mean, yeah. this would be 30 bucks, 40 bucks every time, and we're just not, not going to do that. So we're going to have to rework how we do the Court Cousins Championship. Mm. And what we've decided, Peach, 
is to make it not a competition just between you and I, but to make it a competition on our Patreon for all of our our all-star and second cousin tier Patreons to get mm. involved in. We will still set the lines, mm-hmm. and then our Patreons will vote on those lines. We'll choose a winner every month, did we say? Every two weeks? We're still not sure. Yeah. There will be a prize pot of some tor- site, whether it's money or some type of prize package, for each week, and then maybe a season winner. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Peach is very excited to track all this data. Well, we're we're cooking something up, you know. We're, yeah. we're t- testing it out, and people we've mentioned it to so far all seem like they really like the idea of creating yeah. a court cousins league, yeah. Where you kind of you kind of bet on what the lines that we set, mm-hmm. and whoever does the best gets a prize of some sort. We haven't figured out exactly how that's going to work, but uh, we'll come up with something. And maybe maybe we'll put their name on the belt. We can't ship the belt around oh, to everybody, but maybe we'll put like their if name on a trophy. Yeah. Well, a lot of modern belts now have a little nameplate on them to tell you who the champion is, and so their name. Wow, that would be fun. So get in that, get on the the Patreon. Just another reason to help out the show and get involved there. You can have some input, see some outtakes, and just you know be a part of the Court Cousins show. So shout out to all of those folks, the All Stars and the Second Cousins, on the Patreon. Magic Player History, Bolby the Don. It's not OKK to say Okiki. Wiffle, Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Al, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Bernie Pichet, Gloria, Damian, Connor, and. Yachty. This is Sparta. Oh. Double shout out. Double shout out. What well, a Last day. in studio show. I got to bring out all the works, including coming up at the end of the large ending today, a bonus social media roundup just for this guy. Wow. It's going to be good. Well, let's waste no more time, Peach. Hmm. Hit the music. Sir, uh, Brittany Griner played her first WNBA game. Had you any idea? Nope. Didn't get as much coverage as when she got arrested. Oh, damn. They're going to need to work on that. That's sad but true. <laughs> that is sad but true. All right. Last time on the show, mm-hmm. you asked me what, what my favorite Connecticut food joint was, like what yeah. food I will miss the most. Yep. And I would like to print a retraction. Wow. Okay. I want to know what yours is. So I'll think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about on our joyful voyages going to Lassie's in Milford. Always a great stop and a great time. But unfortunately, they would only be my second favorite because I think my first would be right here in this neighborhood. The fine eats prepared by your lady, Nadra. The breakfasts you're capable of cooking up. And the fine food we get down the street from your mom and dad, my uncle and aunt. Uh, Also great patrons of the show. I will miss the home-cooked meals probably more than anything else. Because restaurants, they're abundant. But families to go eat with. Not so much. Oh, Peach, you're going to make me cry. But what is yours? What is yours? Um, what should people be going to? Favorite food lashes. joint? I mean, you're going to want to hit Super Duper Weenie in Fairfield for sure. Oh, if that's you're coming, If you're true. coming through. And now Sally's is across the street. Pepe's is right around the corner if you want to get some Connecticut pizza, which piece is not that high on. But listen, folks. It's not it's, bad. It's good. It's not bad. It's tremendous. It's not it's bad. Tremendous. It's just... And um, Mil Sabore, Mil Sabore is uh, my favorite taco spot. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, I could go on for a while, but we got to get to the end All of this right, large ending. Yeah. yeah. So, Peace, you're moving to Dallas. Yeah. This is a warm climate, I hear. So you are very anti-pant. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know this, Peach is hardcore on the anti-pant agenda. So what is your over-under for wearing pants this year, would you say? Um, if I'm at work. Pants. Oh, 
If I'm not at work, it's cold. No pants. And I will legit bring shorts to work so that when work's done, the shorts go up before you even leave the door. Oh, I'm not going to be outside willingly in pants. No, sir. Okay. So outside <laughs> of, is over. Outside of work, then. Let's take work out of it. Yeah. Because work clothes are not, we're not going to consider that okay. personal clothes. Let's say personal pant wearing. No pants. Zero. This is not an underwear situation. This is a shorts thing. Right, right, right. Probably a lot of magic shorts. So if you're yeah. in the Dallas area and see magic shorts, it's probably me. <laughs> Come say hi. <laughs> okay. All right. So no pants for Peach next year. Got Zero it. pants. That's my that's my promise to you. Just like my campaign against gum. Gum is dumb. Yeah. I'm anti-gum. It's well. okay. Just in case we're keeping track of things, I'm anti. Rant against the pan. All right. That's good. I'm going to use that. Rant against the pan. A lot of chatter about baseball. Major yeah. League Baseball going to Orlando. Mm-hmm. I've seen yeah. some stadium renderings. Oh, and that looks a guy from the gorgeous. Magic is kind of involved in this. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on baseball in Orlando? It just seems like, aren't they just struggling to get people to go to Tampa Bay Rays games and yeah, Florida Marlins games? Part of that is because they're not playing games in Tampa Bay. Right. I get it. And the stadium sucks. Um, but isn't the Miami Marlins stadium is nice and they struggle to get fans too. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's hot. hot. Man. Don't go outside it's hot. In the summer. And I think the stadium would be indoors or it would be covered. At least covered. Yeah. So it looks awesome. But three NBA teams in Florida, a state that doesn't really seem to enjoy their baseball that much. Well, I think that some of the talk is them taking the Rays. That yeah. makes some logistical sense. But right. Rays, you go to Montreal where you belong. Yeah. Well, they're talking about that, playing half the games in Montreal this year. That was the plan at one point, I think, maybe the COVID season, and then it got kind of shut down. Peach, the NBA lottery is Tuesday. It's a big night for our Orlando Magic community. How have you watched any lotteries before? Did you watch last year's? Several, yeah, I watched last year. How many? I believe we may have watched together on Zoom. Yeah. How many have you watched? A number of them. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching uh, the one where we got the number one pick for Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, okay. Um, I don't remember watching the next year. I think I may have been at work, but then I heard. I didn't really, we didn't have, we had like 1% chance of winning. Yeah. So I wasn't like really in. I think I've only watched when like the Magic have a good shot, you know, right. 20% or better or, or in that range. Like I mean, top now, now it's all, picks. yeah. Like if we're in the top five pr- projected, yeah, that I'm kind of like, all right, let me check it out. I'll check it out. Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, these types of events are events I can see you being like, yeah. Well, it's usually on during a playoff game. True. So for me, if I'm watching the playoff game, I'm not going to turn away. I don't, I don't record all the games and skip all the stuff in between like you'd like to do. Hasn't. So I usually watch it live, and so when that comes on, I'm like, okay, I'm watching this now. All right. You know, it's, it is good. it's good. It's good entertainment. All right. It gives the, it gives the teams that stink something to watch. Well, right? hopefully you'll be in <laughs> Dallas, and we can be watching together via the internet. I'll be somewhere. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Last one, Peach. You got right. a bonus social so now media roundup? I'm going to go to slide 14. Okay. Wow, he's got it covered up, ladies and gentlemen. And there it is. Oh, my gosh. Fun fact. Polar bears yell while they poop. You're welcome. My cousin is part polar bear. <laughs> I do emit some interesting sounds from the restroom. I, it's one of my calling cards. And it's not for, for my benefit. It is legit no. whoever's around. I'll be alone in the be house. By yeah, I'll be by myself. I would say the only time I've ever made noise is when I know I'm by myself. But you... He just lets that freak flag fly at all yeah. times, and I admire that. So if a polar bear shits in the woods and it no one's around, sound. no, it, it makes a sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
we're sounding off now from the fan attic for the last time for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. You'll be visiting. We'll shoot more Orlando Magic court cousin stuff in the fan attic. But for now, this chapter in this book is coming to a close, Peach. It's been real, man. I don't nice. want to end this episode. Well, I love you. I'm excited for your journey, <laughs> man. And uh, thanks for sticking with us, Second Cousins. We're onward to even bigger and better things with Court Cousins. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's yeah. going to be good. I, I want to say thanks for coming. Yeah. But unfortunately, I'm leaving. So. Well, thanks for coming, Peach. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. I yeah. lived in this space for a yeah. long time. So I'm going to miss this space. I really kind of had it all done up. Yeah. I mean, I lived here for a year. So that's a long time for me. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can turn it back into my sex addict. <laughs> Slash studio. Slash studio. <laughs> All right. I've overshared, and it's time for Peach to get on the road. We love you as always, second cousins. Until we see you next, episode 46. Come on, ping pong balls. Let's go, baby. Peace out. Thanks for coming. All right, Peach, ready to go. What are you doing? I'm just uh, looking around, making sure I got everything. You saw nothing.